It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We hope you enjoyed some fireworks or some other festivities of some sort on the 4th of July if you're celebrating in the U.S. But today on Locked On Bengals, we dive into the top 22 Bengals in draft format for 2022. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we are the Lockdown Bengals podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We hope you got to enjoy a long weekend as we're back for the first of our consecutive three episodes this week, as we're still in off-season mode here. And today, we're going to dive into an examination of the best Cincinnati Bengals In a back-and-forth draft, we're going to go 11 picks each. This is going to be a marathon of a draft here on Lockdown Bengals. And the idea, James, is to identify who we think are the most valuable Bengals in terms of the 2022 season. And unfortunately for me, you've got the first pick. So if this was going to be a competitive thing, you win by default because you get the quarterback. But the point of the exercise to reiterate, and I know you're going to be competitive about it anyway because that's your nature, is to rank the most valuable Bengals of 2022. It is. No, no doubt about it. And uh, we did use a coin flip simulator and you picked tails and it was heads. You got the call. Second second time in a row. Second time in a row. You know, the coins have not forgiven you um, no. in the eyes of Phoebe Buffet and the words of her. Uh, that being said, you know, you're just assuming I want to take Joe Burrow. We sure he's the best Bengal on the team? You sure I'm yes. not going to take Jamar Chase? Are you sure yes. that me, Mr. Yes. Wide Receiver, you yes. don't think I'm Mr. Wide Receiver, no. Jake? I love receivers. I can't get enough of wide receivers in fantasy football. And yet you know me too well because damn right I'm taking <laughs> Joseph Burrow. Ain't no way in hell I'm passing on that man. Give me him number one. And you're right, it isn't a competition, but damn it, it is a competition. And I feel really good about my chances with Joey B. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you get the quarterback, one of the best (laughs) quarterbacks in the NFL, and there's no other quarterbacks to choose from, spoiler alert, Brandon Allen is not going to be picked in this exercise. Hold on on a second. You could pick a quarterback that threw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. You could line him up at quarterback. Yeah, apparently. Apparently he can throw touchdowns at the highest level. 
but I will not be picking Joe Mixon, although oh. there may be some argument somewhere for Joe Mixon. I don't think he's the second most valuable Bengal in 2022. I think that that is Joe Burrow's former LSU running mate and current Bengals running mate, Jamar Chase. And I don't think it's super close. The guy tore the league up as a rookie at 21 years old and should only get better. His craft will refine. And as Tyron Matthew recently pointed out, you know, he could be the Odell Beckham 2.0, meaning he came from LSU and is going to be better than Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't think that that is, I'm not wearing a hot take chain like you are, James, and I can't wait Mm -hmm. for the hot take that it will bring with it. But I, I think that that is not a hot take because Jamar Chase has everything in the cards to be the next great receiver in the NFL. No doubt about it. You know, we nailed one and two. I, I don't think it's really that close. Like, I think it's a clear, like, obviously Burrow because of his position. But yeah. if you rank the Bengals into tiers, there's two guys in that elite tier. And I'm not knocking anybody else because that's two players of the 53 and, and of the 22 today that we're going to draft. Um, but, yeah, those are the two. I was hoping you'd pick someone else so I could get Joe and Jamar. But naturally, you're too smart for that. All right, so with my second pick, um, you know, I don't golf much. I don't golf much, Jake, but cue up the dad joke because it's tea time. Tea time. Get it? Got it? Good it. T Higgins. You got to go with T Higgins as you smile on mute. <laughs> you got to go with T Higgins here. You talk about class of players. Um, I think T is a number one wide receiver. Like, I don't think he's a two um, in it here because Jamar Chase is such a freak show. He isn't the number one guy necessarily, but such a game changer. And if you're starting with with Joe Burrow and then T. Higgins, you feel really damn good. And it just so happens the Bengals have another freak. So I think T. Higgins, given his age, given his ascending nature, I mean, he he seems to be just going right up. He had a great Super Bowl, and I expect him to have a big year this year. So this one was a little tar- a little harder, right, than the Joe Burrow pick, but I'm taking T. Higgins here with my second selection. I'm curious about who you debated with Higgins for number two, because I would have gone Higgins if if you had passed. And so I do think that T is probably the third most valuable Bengal, certainly on offense. And we have gone three straight offensive players to start. You could probably make some arguments already at this point for some of the defensive players that I'm sure are going to hear their names called in some very near future picks. But I am staying with the offense and, This one was challenging for me. So you tell me if you think we're still on track, because I think we are through three for, for some, for the most valuable Bengals. And I am thinking about this from a, you know, what, what contributes the most to the team winning, what is within their control. Those three playmakers on offense are within the Bengals control. Once you get to the defensive side of the ball, you're relinquishing some of that control, some of that direct impact. You're reacting more to what the other team is doing. That being said, like I said, I'm staying on offense with, Lyle Collins, who I think is, as I mentioned in a recent show, I think it was on Thursday last week, probably the best right tackle the Bengals have had since Willie Anderson. And I don't think that that is particularly close. Maybe just the best tackle, certainly since Andrew Whitworth and and was a guy that going back to the draft, Bengals fans, myself included, have coveted to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. So the fact that they have him now and that he's on the team, I think he's going to be very important for this team in the run game, in the pass game, and as an anchor at that right tackle position in 2022. Super talented. No, I agree. I think uh, 
right in that range. I don't know if I would have picked him there. I might have picked the guy I'm about to take. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. I think it makes a ton of sense. And if Lyle Collins is healthy, then he could very well be – I mean, there's a chance. What if he's dominant, becomes a pro bowler this year? He could end up being third. I don't think he's getting higher than that. But is there a planet where, you know, he takes a step because he's healthy and he's back with Frank Pollock and everything fits together and he has the best year of his career? No, I, I, I don't blame you there for that pick at all. I think that there's certainly a path for that to happen. That being said, my third pick in final of this segment, my man, I can't believe. What were the bet online odds that I was going to pick the first defensive player? You're, you're talking about offense and how offense matters and stuff. And I'm the one that's going defense because who would have thought that Trey Hendrickson would become one of the better pass rushers in the NFL, right? Even after last year uh, or two years ago, they sign him and it's like, ah, he was a product of the Saints. He's not going to be as good. It's a downgrade from Carl Lawson, all of those things. Well, he, he set the, the Bengals single season sack record this past year in his first season. So I uh, have to take him here with the third pick. Uh, like it a lot. I think it's good value. Look, if you can give your quarterback weapons, protect your quarterback, and get after the opposing quarterback, uh, you, you have a shot against anyone, if, especially when you have Joey B under center. And so far, that's what we've taken. Receivers, quarterbacks, offensive linemen, pass rushers. Yeah, and I think that Hendrickson, without him, there are major concerns about this pass rush. And we saw it in 2021 when he went off the field, even when Larry Ogunjobi and BJ Hill were both playing. I know there's no Joseph Osai. We'll see how he can backfill if Hendrickson needs to take a rest in a game. But we saw the, the fall off for the pass rush when Hendrickson went off the field. And he's by far the most disruptive pass rusher on the Bengals. So I, I do understand that one. I go Jesse Bates here for my first defensive player to wrap up the segment just because Despite the down year, according to PFF grading in the regular season and his own self-deprecating remarks and self-acknowledged focus issues, so he said, the fireman is still out there in the Bengals secondary covering up plenty of holes and putting out plenty of fires that the guys in front of him occasionally let up. And I know the defense was better on the whole last year, but Jesse Bates is a big reason that it looked the way it did especially in the playoffs. And I think that if he comes into the season focused and playing like he did in the playoffs, then he's just a massive difference maker for this defense. And in terms of affecting the quarterback in the passing game, what we've seen what he can do when he's on his game in terms of taking away passes, especially as that deep rangy center fielder. The way you said that, like took me back to Lil Wayne and his song Fireman. I was actually listening to the Carter yesterday. I listen to it all the time while I'm working out. And so, yeah, it shows our age a bit, I guess. But I guess, uh, I, which is crazy, oldies. Um, but <laughs> I, I just picture it. Elizabeth Blackburn, I know you're listening. And I know it's weird with contract negotiations. Jesse Bates is going to play for you guys this year. We know that. Jesse Bates walks out on the field and that starts playing and it, it starts to take off. It's going to now that Locked On Bengals talking about it. We've called him the fireman and how he puts out all that stuff. But that should be his song. I could totally see it just taking off and getting the crowd hyped. And I don't know, uh, a thought there. We'll continue our draft coming up in just a second. But first, a word from Bet Online, which, look, it's a one-stop shop for all things odds. Whether you're looking for NFL, whether you're looking for UFC, boxing, Major League Baseball, Reds, where are you going to go? You might want to wager against the Reds. Or you might think that they're going to make a little push. You can do that as well. 
It doesn't matter what the sport is. You can wager on it at Bet Online. They have you covered in whether it's NBA future odds, NFL future odds, Joey B, MVP, dot, 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 question mark. You can wager on that and more in one spot, Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to do so, and it's free to sign up. I've used them. I've won big. You should too by going to Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James, let's keep our draft going here. You're on the clock with your fourth pick. We've got to pick up the pace a little bit, of course, as we go, as we do. And who are you going with with pick number four? I'm big stepping. Big stepping with a little Joe Main mix. Joe Mixon got to smoking Joe, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the fact that I, you know, he fell to four, uh, you know, you feel really good about that because I think he could have the best season of his career this year. He's still young, 26 years old. We're not talking about a guy, even though he's got, you know, a, a lot of years under his belt now. He's one of the old heads, or most experienced heads, at least on the Bengals offense. Um, can he take another step as a pass blocker? I don't know. But even if he doesn't, He's one of the top six, seven running backs in the NFL. Like he's up there. He's not 10th. He's in that top 10. And, and when you're that and you're going for 1,500 all-purpose yards, you feel good about it. So I, I think Joe Mixon could have a career year, but even so, the Hayes in the barn, I think he's one of the best backs in the game. Yeah, and I think there's a chance that Joe Mixon is actually a better player at his position than some of the guys we've talked about. All pre- previously there, there's a oh. chance but i think because he's a running back in terms of value and, and what he adds over a replacement running back like chris evans in terms of the bengals chances to win games i think this is probably appropriate but i do think there's a chance that joe mixon is is better at his position than maybe t higgins maybe trey hendrickson just compared to the elites at pass rusher the miles garrett's and, and tj watts to say in the afc north of the world I do think Trey Hendrickson is really close there, but I do think that he's not quite in that blue chip tier that we talked about, like Joe Burr and Jamar Chase. I think he's really close. I do think this next guy that I'm going to pick isn't a blue chip tier, but because of his position is not as valuable as some of the other guys we've talked about, and that's DJ Reader, who I think, like Jesse Bates, covers up a lot for this defense and allows them to do things that they otherwise could not do and also allows them to beat the Tennessee Titans, allows them Mm -hmm. to play the way they need to play in a game-to-game basis because he can do so much for you and the reason that joe goodberry and i were so excited when joe and i were co-hosting this podcast by the way shout out joe for this episode idea i think i previously gave you credit but make sure we do it in the episode in which we record it uh he's an elite nose tackle in terms of a, a run stop, run stopper, an elite interior defensive lineman, but he adds some pass rushing juice and he still has that ability to chase guys down as well and do a little bit of pocket pushing, a little bit of pocket collapsing. And so while DJ Reader is the third defensive player drafted, he might be the best defensive player at his position on the Cincinnati Bengals. It just so happens that that position is not necessarily as valuable as guys that affect the passing game the way Jesse Bates and Trey Hendrickson do. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Reader was on my list. He was one of my, uh, you know, next up, best available, whatever you want to say, and uh, high on the priority list. I mean, he has a year, a big year. We're going to be talking about him in a year, about potential uh, extension candidate, and uh, hopefully we're talking about a Pro Bowl season for him. The fact that he wasn't even an alternate was asinine, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, speaking of Pro Bowlers, my next guy played like a Pro Bowler last year, and it was Lockdown City, and he had a huge play in the Super Bowl that goes overlooked because the Bengals had to settle uh, for, for a field goal after T. Higgins' touchdown. Shadobay Ouzier had what? A huge interception that could have really changed that game and was just really good all year long. Like, remember the uh, preseason? It's like, man, Jamar Chase can't get open against Cheeto? Like, I I know he's good, but come on. Like, come on, Jamar. You're the fifth pick. Well, it turns out Ouzier is really damn good, and it's Lockdown City. And, you know, he he struggled a little bit in that Titans game, but I think he played through some stuff as well. Uh, in overall, huge, huge addition. What a bargain. One of the best bargains in the league. Three years, $21 million. And, and so you get him uh, at this stage. I, I think he's their best corner. And uh, really curious to see how he plays this year. Because if he does it again, he's another guy, extension-wise, that would make a lot of sense to to try to get him done a year early. Yeah, and I, I think he's an example of the Bengals' recent success in free agency. I think they have three, four, five fantastic contracts for second contract players from other teams. He's certainly one of them, and Trey Hendrickson and Lyle Collins are guys we've already drafted that are two more. James, I, I know we had had discussed five picks. I, I am deviating from the plan here. I apologize if you had penciled in your sixth pick, but after further consideration and reflection upon our recent episodes and my bullishness on Jonah Williams for 2022, I'm going Jonah Williams here. I'm getting the mm-hmm. bookends a tackle, the, the young guy going in to hopefully a second contract with the Cincinnati Bengals, who I think is going to take a leap and I already think is really good. Yeah. And so for me, Jonah Williams is the next guy here. And, and, and I apologize for throwing a wrench into your potential plans there. No, it's okay. Uh, I did have Jonah Williams next. So this is a sign that, uh, you know, that we're, we're in lockstep here as far as value is concerned. I was actually surprised um, that you were, were going with with Tyler Boyd. And, and so now you threw a wrench. It's going to take me a second. I have a list of best available here. And I still think – I still think I'm going with my man Tyler Boyd. I do. It's close. There are some other guys that are close. Um, but I was going to take Jonah Williams here. Instead, uh, give me Tyler Boyd. I think he – and we talked about this with Joe Goodberry a little bit. Tyler Boyd made some big plays last year that go overlooked. Um, I was bothered, as a lot of people were, probably about the you know Super Bowl 56, but he's a guy, man, so consistent, so steady. What he did against the Broncos, right? That play gets so overlooked. That was a slugfest. And the Bengals didn't have the heavyweights to compete in that slugfest. It was one of those uh, areas where they got their, their tail kicked. We talked about it in, the, in our, our last episode, tail kicked in the trenches. And guess what? Um, Tyler Boyd came up big for them. So uh, I'll take Tyler Boyd here. It's close. It's really close. Uh, I would have sprinted to the podium for Jonah Williams, just to give you an idea. If you had taken Boyd here, I'm like, ah, there's a couple guys. I'm going to take Boyd anyways. I wonder who you were debating with Tyler Boyd for pick six. So you go Tyler Boyd and, and now we're, we're in firm, firmly in uncharted territory. Right. And I think even though I've taken trench players and defensive players in Jamar Chase, I'm sticking on the defensive side of the ball. And it's just a question of which, which defensive player I like more here. 
mm-hmm. think I lean toward youth and and a player that I think is ascending. And and I'm gonna go Logan Wilson here. There you even, go. Even though <laughs> linebacker and I are not God. on the greatest of terms as sure. far as positional value for 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 how I feel about the linebacker position. One, I think my mind is changing about that a little bit with the way the NFL is developing the kind of player that Logan Wilson and Fred Warner, and I'm not saying that Logan Wilson is Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is clearly better, but the kind of players that those are, they can make impacts on the game in more ways. They can disrupt the passing game in ways that perhaps weren't previously considered. And so I think Logan Wilson is the next guy for me, especially with the the idea that he is also on the up on the upswing. Yep. No, I, I think that's a fair pick. Makes a lot of sense. Probably would have been my pick uh, next. So look at you suddenly sniping me. Uh, we have five picks to go. Let's do uh, seven through 11 coming up next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 7 through 11 to wrap things up. Man, and this is where it really starts to get tough, too. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you going with, with your seventh pick, James? Well, to me, you know, there, there are some guys there, but I, I watched oh, Jackson Carmen and Akeem Adenogy and insert whoever the hell you want to play right guard last year. And it was awful. And so we can talk about the value of guard, but man, oh man, is it nice seeing Alex Kappa in stripes, right? Is it nice seeing him on OTAs? He wasn't even working out, right? He was, you know, and I'm just like, oh, look at that backwards hat guy with long hair. Hey, Alex, what's up, man? What's up? So I'm taking Alex Kappa here because I think he's, uh, He's an ascending player, still fits that bill, but uh, it is a huge get, and I think he's this is right around the range for him. Yeah, I think that Alex Kappa is a very solid right guard, which for the Bengals is extremely important, but for many NFL teams is par for the course, is not as tremendously challenging as it has been for the Cincinnati Bengals to find. And even in the Bengals' history, not necessarily incredibly challenging to find. I know Eric Steinbach and Kevin Zeitler were early picks, but Clint Bowling, Bobby Williams, there, there are others in their recent history that have been later round finds or or otherwise acquired that have been solid players. And speaking of solid finds that have been solid players, I'm going back to defense again, James. As much as I'm tempted to go back to the offensive line here, I feel like mm-hmm. you know the, the the two tackles are are pretty good place to be. And again, I'm trying to approach this exercise from who are the most valuable Bengals. There's a real argument here for Ted Karras for me, but I'm not pulling the trigger there. I'm going to Von Bell, who I think is underrated on this team, whose leadership I think is extremely important. And now I have wow. Bell and Bates. I got both safeties from a defense wow. building perspective, but I, I do think that Von Bell, his, his intelligence, his versatility, his growth in the defensive scheme of Lou Anarumo is probably underrated even by many Bengals fans. And I think he is a very important player for this team in 2022. Yeah. 
I'm not going to argue with it. I like Vaughn. I like Vaughn a lot. I like his work ethic. Uh, not going to debate you there. All right, so we're on pick eight. We have eight, nine, 10, 11. We got four picks a piece left. You just took Vaughn Bell. Oh, I, see, I'm so, I'm so torn here. And oh, we're talking about valuable Bengals, how good they are, all of those things. I, I think. All right, I'm going with him. Hometown, I'm going Sam Hubbard. And I don't think you would take him at eight anyway, but I think he's right in this range. I'm taking Sam. Yeah, for me, this is early for Sam Hubbard. I don't think he's my next defensive player, but there are some things he does very well. And I don't mean this to like say he's a bad player because that is my reputation. I, I think I oh, have a you reputation hate him. You hate him. as a Sam Hubbard hater, but he he's an elite yeah. run defender. He's a very, very good run defender at the very least and is a solid piece as a pass rusher. He's smart. He's versatile, and he can do what the defense asks him to do. I, I think Sam Hubbard is a good player. Would not necessarily have been my next guy, but I, I get where you're coming from. And if you're going to give me the opportunity to think about Ted Karras again, it's going to tempt me a lot, and then I'm going to go pick Mike Hilton anyway. There you go. See, I knew I knew the Ted Karras thing. I was like, he ain't picking Ted Karras. He just threw Ted Karras out there. But look at you. Yeah, you know, see, I already got Cheeto. And I like my man, Mike, but I'm like, ah, do, do I need it? And so it's really tough. Like we're not building a team. We're talking about value right. guys, but I, I get it. I, I totally and, understand it. Is Mike Hilton more valuable than Sam Hubbard? It's close. I think it's and close. Well, really. and, and here's the thing with Mike Hilton is I think his pass rushing value should increase. I think that like he just had his worst and least worst years of pass rusher and also least frequent pass rushing year. And I think that it would behoove the Bengals to use him more in that context, especially with the addition of Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, and some guys that they feel good about in the secondary and, and might allow them to be more versatile. Well, speaking about guys that, uh, well, got paid, Hilton got paid, Hubbard got paid. Uh, you know, who else got paid? You, you said Hill, you just said the wrong one. I mean, Dax BJ. didn't get paid. BJ Hill. It's time yeah. for BJ Hill. And I was tempted before the fact that he's still there. Give me a little BJ Hill. Uh, my man, good luck on your house hunt. Know you've been looking, and uh, hopefully you have one because that was a while ago, and this market sucks, as we talked about. So, my God, BJ Hill with my ninth, with the ninth pick. I'll take it. I feel yeah, good I about think, that. I think it might be a little bit late for BJ Hill. I think if late? you were to say – Yeah. 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 I think if you were to say BJ Hill should be, say, where I took Von Bell or where you took Sam Hubbard or maybe even Kappa, but I think probably slightly behind Kappa – you can make a good argument for it. The reason that sure. I would put him arguably ahead of Alex Kappa in terms of importance to the 2022 Bengals is because who else do they have at three tech? I know DJ reader is a fantastic player. I just talked about how great I think he is, but BJ Hill is a guy they're relying on to be the one gap player, to be the penetrator, to be the pass rusher from the defensive interior. And there's really nobody else right now that we know of. And we'll see what happens with Zach Carter. We'll see what happens with some of these young guys, but it's BJ Hill and question marks. And so mm -hmm. that's what could elevate him in terms of importance. And he was also really good. I think that's worth mentioning too. He got better as the year went on <laughs> and, and he earned that contract. So yeah, good for BJ Hill. Ted Karras is still there. Give me Ted Karras. There you go. I was wondering. I was wondering if you were going to take him. I, I legitimately was considering him where Von Bell went. And then I expected you to pick Mike Hilton and then I was going to have a debate between Hill and Karras, and I might have landed on Karras. I don't know. I do think center is really important, and offensive line is really important, and I think Ted Karras is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Get it. Understand it. Um, I, I think now we're in the range, 10th pick. 
you're offensive line gone, skill players gone. Hayden Hurst, I get people are bullish on him. I'm high on him. He's not getting picked unless you want to pick him. I'm not picking him in the next two. Spoiler. So there's really nobody on offense. You picked all the linemen. Jackson Carmen not eligible. He's just not. He hasn't shown anything. Cordell Volson, they're eligible, but not really. Let's what be about your guy, Chris Evans, James? Um, too soon, right? Yeah. Too soon. I, I think he's got the talent for this, you know, and, and maybe next year um, it, when we do this again, which we should do because it's fun. Um, that said, looking at this, I think, man, let me look to make sure. Let me look to make sure. But I, I, I think I'm going to go. All right. Yeah, let me do it. Uh, Jermaine Pratt. You ever heard of him? Give me a little playoff P. And I never would have called him that until just now, but we drafted him. You're on James's team, playoff P. Let's go. And that's the 10th defensive player drafted. That's what I was just looking down and writing down. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're not watching on YouTube, Jermaine Pratt, 10th defensive player drafted, which means we're we're at more defensive than offensive players. It was tied. BJ Hill, Ted Karras was nine and nine, and now we're we're more defensive players than offensive players. Even though the first three, four players drafted were on offense, and five of the first seven were offensive players. It's top heavy. Real quick before you make your tenth pick, it's top heavy. I mean, you got Joe yeah. Burrow, Jamar Chase, and and so that this is proof, by the way, proof that when we talk about like wide receiver four. And all that stuff, like, man, the depth is very in question. Because I don't know about you, I'm not picking an offensive player with my 11th pick either. I'm just spoiling right now. I think that it gets challenging. I do think Hayden Hurst deserves to be picked here, though. Because Take him. I will. I don't know if it's this pick, but I do think that Hayden Hurst is one of the – I mean, he's a starter. He's going to have more opportunity. He's going to be more important potentially to the Bengals success and some of the guys on defense. But if you're looking at the defensive players that are left, and I don't mean to spoil too much, we're probably talking about Dax Hill, Joseph Osai, and on offense, we're probably talking about Hayden Hurst, Chris Evans. And there's really nobody else on offense to even talk about. You could talk about Eli Apple on the defensive could. side of the ball, just, just in terms of he's going to be on the field. He's going to be playing a lot of corner. You could talk about Cam Taylor Britt in the same way, if you think he's going to beat out Eli Apple for the job. So really it's Dax Hill, Joseph Osai, Chris Evans, Hayden Hurst. Those are the guys that we're talking about for the last three selections. And I think, I think I go Dax Hill here. And it, you feels, think, are you, I'm writing yeah, no, in, not uh, Dax Hill, Dax Hill. That, that's what I'm, that's, that's my pick. And the reason is, I, I just think that he's the next best player. I think that he yeah. does get on the field this year. I think he does make an impact. I think his versatility allows the Bengals to do a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball that are important. And so that's the tiebreaker for me between those guys I was just talking about. Come on, man. You're supposed to pick someone else not named Dax Hill. Dax Hill is my guy. I'm my sorry. guy. I'm what sorry, are you doing? Uh, you, you know the good news, though, is that – I use the power of Unagi, and this guy should be even higher. Friends reference. I'm, I've been full of friends references the past couple of days. Anyways, who who are you forgetting? Who, uh, who? Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson is so money, baby. Oh, my God. How did Money Mac fall? The 11th pick. This is easy. Sleeping on special teams, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel right now, I'm so – I feel like Evan did during the halftime show. I'm just – I can't believe I got him 11th. 
You so, know, I know I'm to, making this a competition and not, but value-wise, and, and that's the argument, right? He he should be higher. Did we for, did he you forget be. about him until just now, like I did? I, I for I, yeah, I did not have him written down. I forgot. Yeah, I I didn't think about specialists, but yeah, he should be at at least above Pratt and Hill, and, and maybe earlier. I don't know. It gets I hard think, to argue earlier, but at least I think he should be a full a full round earlier. A full round at least, like. Are you? I'm gonna really put you in a bind here. You you taking Evan McPherson in 2022 or Sam Hubbard? Yeah, I mean, see, I, that, that that's what I was looking at. I was like, it's Mike Hilton, Evan McPherson, probably Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton, BJ Hill, probably BJ Hill, Mike Hilton, Ted Karras, maybe or sorry, Ed, Evan McPherson, Ted Karras, maybe McPherson, McPherson, yep. Hubbard, my, maybe my God, McPherson. Money. Sorry, I slept on you, money. But uh, hey, they yeah. call you money for a reason. It started here on Locked On Bengals. So, so, so there, there's a there's one that that's an error. I think on our part, we forgot about the special. I still got him though. Yeah, we we got him in there, but he should be earlier. Just from like a ranking perspective, when we recap this and we look at this as a ranking, he should be yeah. earlier. I think than he ends up. Then the final pick comes down to Hayden Hurst and Joseph Osai for me, and. I want to pick Joseph Osai here so badly, but I don't feel like I – I just need to see it. I, I guess I don't have enough faith. I think he's going to be really good this year. I think he's going to be an impact player, but I do think his opportunity will be more limited than Hayden Hurst's, and I think that Hayden Hurst will have a clear role and and can do some things. So, so I would go Hayden Hurst here, but I think it's really close. Is there anybody else that you would be considering here? Uh, no, I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Eli Apple would be in there. He would, uh, yeah. like it, 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 in the, in the running. And then after that, you're talking complete drop, uh, where now you're going on upside or inexperience or just question marks. Um, and still, by the way, no wide receiver really in the mix there. Just, just to give people an idea. It's not like there's anyone else that I thought warranted consideration. Let me give you an idea of where I think Evan McPherson should go and I'll go in order here. And obviously you've heard Jake and I go back and forth. So I don't need to recap Jake's team and then my team because that's not necessarily what we're doing here. So Burrow was the first pick. Chase was second. Higgins was third. Lyle Collins was fourth. Hendrickson was fifth. Bates sixth. Mixon seventh. DJ Reader eighth. Chidobe Awuzie ninth. Rounding out the top 10 was Jonah Williams. Then 11th, Tyler Boyd. Logan Wilson 12. Alex Kappa 13. Von Bell 14. This is where I think I would probably put Evan McPherson in this range, right, over the next here. couple of picks. This is where you start to consider it at least. So Sam Hubbard does feel early. Now you said it at the time. Credit to you. 15, Mike Hilton, 16, BJ Hill, 17, Karras, 18. I would put, oddly enough, I would drop Hubbard down a couple spots. I would go like Bell, Hilton, Hill, McPherson, Wilson care or, or uh, Hubbard care something like that. That would be how I would kind of, yeah. kind of change it around a little bit. Um, but, but rounding out the, the picks just in order. So it was Kappa bell, Hubbard, Hilton, Hill, Karras, Jermaine Pratt, Dax Hill, Evan McPherson, Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just totally forgot about specialists. We're, we're, I was thinking purely best offensive players, best defensive players, and how did yep. those interact as you go through. Uh, some of the guys that I think are on the bubble here, we've talked about actually all of them, but just to reiterate, Joseph Osai, Eli Apple, Cam Taylor, Britt, 
and Chris Evans, not in that order because Chris Evans is probably ahead of the Apple and Cam Taylor Britt pairing, at least, if not Joseph Osai, I, I think, especially if he has more of an opportunity coming as a wide receiver. Maybe he is effectively wide receiver for us, probably Mike Thomas, but maybe it's it's uh, Chris Evans. And then I, I'm not sure who else would, would round that out because now you're into bench players for sure at that point. Maybe Jackson Carmen. Hopefully Jackson Carmen is there by the end of the year. Uh, let's at least say that. But that's, I think, a pretty good summary of, of the most important Bengals. And I thought we generated some really good conversation there about why each of these guys is where they are. And in some cases, like I talked about with DJ Reader and Joe Mixon, actually both of our fourth round picks, maybe better at their respective positions than some of the guys drafted before them. Maybe you could argue it. But uh, there's a positional value there that that's, uh, I think, knocking them down for both of us. So that is our list. If you need to hear it again, rewind about three minutes and, and James will <laughs> rattle off some names for you again. And we'll, we'll try to correct our Evan McPherson mistake uh, on the fly. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Let us know what your major differences are for your top 22 Bengals in order in the comments or on Twitter at locked on Bengals or just in the YouTube comments. If you're a YouTube commenter until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.